G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, some more focus today on the severe famine that is gripping some parts of East Africa. As you know, everyone suffers in drought and famine, but where the predominant culture is often Islamic or tribal, often Christians are denied even basic aid relief supplies. Well, Barnabas Fund works with persecuted Christians. They've been running Project Joseph, a food distribution program for Christian communities in Kenya and Uganda, as well as other countries in East Africa gripped by drought and the consequent severe famine. Rudolf van Noppen is WA Regional Coordinator for Barnabas Fund, and he's joining us to uh, offer some impressions of his recent visits. Hello, Rudolf. Welcome along to 2020. Hello, Neil. Uh, thanks for having me. Rudolf, you're only just recently back from East Africa. What sort of a picture can you paint for us about the drought and the famine that's resulted? Well, the picture is is uh, is one. We, we went to uh, one particular church in uh, in central Kenya, uh, where when we rolled up, we could barely see the church building. Uh, for uh, simply because there was a, a howling sn- a storm, dust storm uh, was uh, was there, uh, and it was really really dreadful to see people uh, who had come to that particular church for the food food distribution, windswept with dust and uh, and 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 people suffering from that and 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 sheltering behind the church um and it was just so dry and so barren uh, and then to to realize that people uh, would come there for the only uh, food that they would ever get because nothing would grow and people would not have access to to, uh, to food and water. There were stories. Uh, I interviewed a lady who, uh, uh, with her children, uh, would spend, in addition to uh, to their, their 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 life, would have to spend three hours a day just walking uh, for water for water for the water supply. And so these people spent all of their energy and all of their time uh, in that situation simply to get some food for themselves and their children and their families. It's the struggle to survive. Uh, No rain, no crops, uh, no food. And then along with that, no doubt, comes the unrest uh, when you have refugees from drought uh, gathering in one area and uh, things not always easy in the camps where people are trying to uh, receive some level of aid or relief. That's correct, especially in Uganda, more so than in Kenya. In northern Uganda, where we went uh, to one of the camps, Camp Rhino, where 
there was a daily in, influx of of people from South Sudan who were in themselves uh, fleeing from the famine and drought there, but also on top of that, they were fleeing from the tribal infighting. And there were stories of people uh, who had marched through the bush for days because they couldn't walk along the, the, the roads because that was too dangerous. Uh, they would arrive uh, in northern Sudan where there is a drought and a famine already. Uh, they would be registered by the United Nations. They would be given uh, the material for a roof. Then they would be sent out in little, you know, among the community uh and they would have to build their own little hut and then come to a central place for water and a central place to get food distribution and food given to them. And then to realize that, I mean, people would have left everything at home. They would have some some ragged old clothes that they were wearing. That's all they would have. Rudolph, the work of Barnabas Fund, you're in 60 countries around the world, but right now the biggest focus is on this drought and this famine that's going on in East Africa. And uh, out of all of those who are suffering, and there is some relief supplies coming through, but your concerns are to support Christians because as minorities, uh, they're often suffering from discrimination and oppression and persecution. How do you describe the way Christians are treated in some of these camps that you visited? That's interesting, uh, Neil, because, you see, Christians in a situation of, uh, like, a national disaster, like a famine or or an earthquake or, or floods, they often suffer twice. They suffer because of the issue itself, obviously, but they also then suffer that when aid comes in, uh, they, they, often that aid comes through hostile channels. Uh, I was recently told of a uh, situation in the camps in Nigeria where uh, Christians were told, you are Christians, you are not worth having, uh, getting any food. All the food is for, uh, for our own people, in this case, uh, Muslim people. Um, and so that uh, uh, that is that is very prevalent in those areas, and especially in uh, in East Africa at the moment. <clears throat> so there's no real sense of what we understand in Australia as a fair go of treating everybody the same. Uh, there's no. real preferential treatment being given to people of Islamic faith uh, above yes. the Christians. Yes, and because. Barnabas Fund works directly through local churches, in, in this case the Church of Uganda and the Church of Kenya, uh, uh, through trusted Christian partners. We are quickly being make known the, where exactly the needs are and, and how to local knowledge and how to, how to relieve that need. And then we often plug into that with finance uh, and and then food and aid uh, and assistance is then directly 
concentrated on Christian people who otherwise would simply miss out. Uh, Rudolph, it is a disturbing story to hear, but where you partner with churches on the ground, and sometimes they're going to be smaller churches and sometimes better established, but you're partnering with those churches, so you know that the aid is going specifically to support uh, those Christian believers. Uh, What sort of support have you been getting, not only from Australians, but from people around the world? The support for... This particular program, the support generally for Barnabas Fund, but for this specific program uh, in in for in Eastern Africa, uh, has been overwhelming. It really has been, uh, both in England, uh, where our international head office is, but also here in Australia. Uh, it, it is, uh, it's been in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's been very encouraging. It has been also very needy, as I've been able to uh, have been privileged to actually see uh, how need how needy it is and how necessary it is. But yes, the the uh, the response has been uh, quite overwhelming. And at the moment, where you're providing this relief through the churches. Uh, there in those East African nations, uh, at this moment, that's their only means of survival because there's no way they'll be able to access the relief aid uh, through the refugee camps. Yeah, that's correct. And one of the reasons we we went there with a team, and I was part of that team, is obviously to witness what's happening in the programs uh, how people are affected in the challenging you know environment and the effectiveness of our program you need to understand that the the present program was actually due to finish in july and it was based on the understanding that earlier in the year there would be rain and there would be at this time some kind of crop now none of that has happened so we we were also there to talk with the leaders uh, about the immediate future uh, and heard that the first rains are now expected in October and then hopefully a crop by February uh, 2018. And so we've been talking through the immediate needs for the first the, the coming six or eight months. And I'm I'm, I'm very pleased that uh, just recently uh, I received an email from our project team that uh, we have decided as, a, as an organization to continue the feeding programs in Kenya and in Uganda. We've allocated, uh, so f- uh, again, a- a- as in addition to what we've done in the last few months, another 300,000 pounds uh, for Uganda and another £135,000 for two programs that uh, are done in Kenya. Uh, and I'm very pleased because it really was the only obvious, uh, the only obvious option uh, because there just isn't anything to feed people.
And as you say, because of the delay of the rains, it's likely that there won't be a crop until February. Even then, that's got to have some sort of doubts over it as well. So you're in need at this time for people to continue to support prayerfully and financially. Uh, When people go to your Barnabas Fund website, which is barnabasfund.org, no doubt there's a link there where people can give uh, towards this appeal. Yes, uh, uh, people can do that. There is also an, uh, an, an, uh, a one phone number for our office in, in Brisbane, in, here in Australia, one 365 799 If people want to, you know, have a direct contact with, with our office, whether they want to receive the the magazine or they want to have a deputation or they want to support uh, they can do that directly by telephone as well uh, Rudolf, whereabouts are the offices for Barnabas Fund around Australia? The uh, the the main office is in Brisbane where on, all the administrative uh, issues are being uh, dealt with uh, then there's a small office in uh, in Sydney, uh, where there is mainly uh, they deal with refugees and refugee intake and the re- assistance for uh, Syrian and Iraqi refugees. Uh, and then there's a number of individual uh, supporter, individual uh, coordinators in various states. And my area, of course, is Perth and Western Australia. Well, Barnabas Fund, one of those Christian organisations doing a wonderful work and with a specific focus, persecuted Christians. Uh, They've been running the Project Joseph, all about a food distribution program for Christian communities in Kenya and Uganda. Those are the two East African nations that are under focus at the moment. There are other countries too in East Africa that are gripped by this drought and the subsequent uh, severe famine. But if you'd like to make a donation and connect with Barnabas Fund, the website is barnabasfund.org. Rudolf Van Noppen is coordinator for Barnabas Fund in WA. Rudolf, thanks so much for updating us on what's happening. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.